You're listening to Fake Believe, the podcast that gets some things right about conspiracies, cults, and cryptids. Hi, welcome to Fake Believe. I'm Stacy, and I believe that anywhere can be a podcasting studio if you put your mind to it. <laughs> and I'm Rachel, and I'm dying to know who put the bop in the bop shoot bop shoot bop. Someone must have. We'll get to the bottom of it. But... We've got a quality episode today, too. We do. We've always had quality episodes. <laughs> is this one a little bit creepy? Oh, my gosh. This one is so creepy. Oh! I, I hope you get scared. I'm sorry, but I hope you do. <laughs> <laughs> Me or uh, the plural you, like everybody? Well, I was you specifically because <laughs> I'd bounce off of you. But you know what? Audience, I hope you're scared, too. In a good way. Not scared in a climate change way, because I know that big oh report just came out. Please stop. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to bring this down. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, let's get into something less scary than climate change, I guess. <laughs> okay. A different kind of fear. Let's dip our toe into a different kind of fear. Warning. Some claim that even the mention of this legend will summon them. However, I have known about them for years and have yet to encounter one. You'll know they've arrived when you've heard the rhythmic knocking on the door, the weirdest time of night, or when they startle you by tapping on your car window. Their requests are strange, and every instinct is telling you to leave the second you lock eyes with them. They ask if they can come in, but you know you shouldn't give them permission. Who are they? The Black Eyed Kids. <sighs> Did I get you with the knock? <laughs> yes, the knock and just the, like that image of, oh. oh my gosh. Okay, so really quick, a few distinctions here. No, I do not mean the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> if Fergie was in this story, I have a feeling it would be way more fun. <laughs> also, um, they're often referred to as BEK for short. Not to be confused with BTK. Who, if was included in this story, would be significantly less fun. <laughs> <laughs> or what about Beck, the recording artist? Um, he'd be fun. Yeah, I think he'd be fun. Because uh, he's not a Scientologist, right? That was just a rumor. As far as I know. Okay. I did hear he was a Scientologist, and I was like, oh, oh. I, I don't mess with that. But oh, then man. I heard that was just a rumor, and that wasn't real. <laughs> we'll get to the bottom of this. <laughs> Once again, we we just keep uncovering more questions. <laughs> By the end of this podcast, we'll have the truth. <laughs> okay, so this is what I know so far is that Fergie is a Scientologist who just had a black-eyed kid. Wait, hang on. Right? I think I've confused you. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I am not talking about Fergie or Scientologists or the BTK. Oh, God. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> You're so welcome. We are talking about the black-eyed kids. Okay. So. Oh, sorry. I'm going to interject and tell you, when you said the part about tapping at your car door, mm -hmm. that is so scary. I want to tell you about something that I did once. I was stopped at a, at a red light in my car, and it was at night. And I was kind of like downtown, not just like right outside of downtown Portland. So there weren't a lot of people around. And the car behind me, the guy got out of his car mm -mm. and started walking towards me. And I was like, I freaked out and I just ran the red light. 
And then I saw him like waving his like hands behind me in my rear view mirror and like pointing. And it was because I had left something on the top of my car and he was just trying to get out and tell me that I left it there. And I ran a red light and ran away from oh. him. In my car. <laughs> but I mean, uh, I probably would have done the same thing. Like I, <laughs> I just as a as a rule of thumb, I just don't trust people. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Don't come up to my car. I mean, like, it was nice of him, but also, like, oh, uh, the Zodiac killer did pull somebody over and say that their tire was uh, loose and then loosened it. So, see, he, the Zodiac killer ruined people le- leaving their takeout on top of their car for the rest of, of. So, so did your takeout fall off whenever you ran the red light? Do you know it didn't? It didn't? Like, it stayed on. <laughs> no, and I got out and I took it and I, like, waved to the guy and I was so embarrassed. But then he was embarrassed, too, yeah. because he probably realized, like, oh, this was probably scary for me to approach this one. Right. Which is, you know, nice of him to realize that. But <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, he was not a black-eyed kid as far as I could tell. Okay. So, to tell me about black-eyed kids. All right. So, yeah. Let's get to know these strange visitors at our door, shall we? <sighs> If you insist. I do. (laughs) (laughs) The BEKs are strange individuals who knock on people's doors with absolutely zero intention of selling Thin Mints. (laughs) (laughs) That is the only reason a child that I don't know should be at my door. Exactly. That's what I'm saying here. (laughs) Even those who don't regularly experience social anxiety feel nervous <laughs> for seemingly no reason when they encounter these kids. Usually, these kids travel in pairs or by themselves. One is usually notably older than the other, but they are typically between the ages of 6 and 16. If you notice the kids outside, it's probably because they are strangely out of place. Maybe they aren't wearing coats when it's freezing outside, or Mm -hmm. maybe they have entered an area that shouldn't be accessible, like military bases. (laughs) 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 What would make you stop and think that a kid was being weird? What's a strange thing Um, Like if he were um, walking on his, like, on all fours, (laughs) do they ever do that? Or, like, if they were talking about quantum physics and pronouncing all the words correctly, that would also make me think they were weird. That would make Um, me think I was dumb. I would be like, oh, God, kids these days, they're getting way better education than I ever could. (laughs) um, If they were selling something, but, like, something that would be, like, uh, those those pinwheels (laughs) that just spin and that is all they're Uh selling, like, I'd be like, why do you have all those pinwheels? That would be weird, wouldn't it? (laughs) <laughs> it would be weird. But we when I lived in Oregon, um one time kids came to knock at the door. I was not in, in the front room. But Tiff saw the kids walk up and they knocked at the door and so she just dropped to the floor. Not black-eyed kids, just regular kids. She just didn't want to talk to children. And so she just like dropped to the floor and was like crawling out of the living room. Okay, but same. <laughs> right? I'm sorry, children. I shouldn't be talking to you. I don't know why you're here. <sighs> well, yeah. So there's a lot of reasons. Um, again, if you don't have social anxiety, why you might see one of these kids and be like freaked out. They knock on people's doors or car windows at weird times, like I said. So, you know, early morning hours or really late at night kind of thing. You know, kids shouldn't be out at this time, especially by themselves. 
and most of the time they're only seen or heard by the person answering the door. Ah, that's even worse. So, it, you know, there are times where other people in the house were seeing and hearing them, but most of the time they're like, who are you talking to? Mm-mm, and mm-mm. <laughs> okay <laughs> okay the person who encounters them usually feels entranced by them and very <gasps> uneasy like they can't look away and they're just staring at these kids like what's happening <laughs> and even like if you like, m- maybe you're angry you're like why are these kids up here like knocking on my door you're getting all angry and you open the door and then all of a sudden you're like frozen in fear and it's just kids just ugh. when looking upon these unexpected visitors, you'll notice their pale skin. Uh, me, <laughs> but not like me. <laughs> Black eyes devoid of any whiteness or irises. <gasps> Ew. Yeah. Okay. So it's all black. So it's not just the irises. It's like the entire eyeball is just pure blackness and the most expressive part of one's face. <laughs> so yeah <laughs> pretty creepy if you were to see one of those things mm-hmm. i mean just seeing like black eyes in general is something that for every culture everyone seems to be afraid of something like that and i'll get into a little bit more of that as we go on but you know just just think about it whenever like visual shorthand in movies if somebody is like possessed they have all mm-hmm. black eyes and you know mm-hmm. oh my gosh there's something wrong with their eyes that you know that are the window to the soul <laughs> whatever <laughs> so the fact that it's just black you're like oh no <laughs> you feel that that um that panic set in just from yeah seeing a movie where it's fake but uh, imagine seeing one of those kids in real life Mm-mm. and <laughs> and you say they don't have thin mints correct as of now no reports of black-eyed kids with thin mints or order forms uh. for thin mints. <laughs> oh, so none, no, nothing thin mint related. No, not at all. Yeah, I don't trust that. <laughs> no, neither would I. <laughs> so they speak softly at first, but they become louder and more stern the more you deny them. That's typical of children, though. Yeah, but <laughs> even like it just so the the soft spoken aspect first. It's okay. It's unusually calm. You know, it's a like a may we come in kind of thing. And then if you are telling them no, they can't come in, they'll they'll start to elevate this situation and demand permission to be let in. They'll say, no, I need you to tell me I can come in. I need your permission to come inside. And they start freaking. Why is the child talking like this? Why is the child freaking out like this? Ooh, it's because they're not children. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they're Fergie. I'm Fergie. <laughs> they start yelling, if you ain't got no money, take your broke ass home. <laughs> oh, my God. But Fergie's a big girl and big girls don't cry and they don't have That's black true. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so something to note here. They will not come in unless you explicitly invite them in. Good. Good. Yes. Good. Problem solved. I'm not as scared anymore. You look like you're going to say something. I am going to say something that's going to freak you out. (laughs) Okay. But again, remember, sometimes you're in a trance and you don't always know what you're doing and you feel very scared. Also, just remember 
the permission part because we'll get into that a little bit later. Okay. You know, I, I, I mentioned earlier about how, you know, they come, they knock on your door and then they have usually like some weird requests. So I'm going to give you some examples of things that they've asked for. <laughs> like a glass of trash. Uh, no, because then that would be a <laughs> raccoon and it would be fine. Because <laughs> you would just offer them a nice glass of trash and <laughs> and then everything would be all right. <laughs> you know, you just... <laughs> and then, you know, we give them a pen, too. Um, but no, 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 no. That is not okay. this. That's not here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, again, like, uh, if you're in the car, they ask for a ride home, which, again, you'd think kids would know stranger danger. Don't get in the car. Don't ask to be in the car. Like, how did you get there if you didn't have a car? What's going on? And also, by the way, uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm going from, like, not as weird to very weird <laughs> here with my list. Okay. So <laughs> some have asked to use the house phone. And, again, people are like... <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. What the fuck's the house phone? Right. And so they're like, well, I have a cell phone. You can, you know, stand out here and use it. And they'll start freaking out and be like, no, I need to come inside and use your inside phone. I need to use your phone inside. Like, they, they know that, like... I'm going inside to use the phone. I'm not standing out here. They know that there's no landlines anymore, though, or they don't know because they're from well, the past. They haven't caught up yet. Oh, who knows? In some cases, there were landlines available. Oh, and like the sightings and the stories of in them. some I of see. them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yes. But um, for a lot of them too, like it's it's definitely more modern. It, it started to pick up late '90s ish, and so. At that point, in some cases, there were still landlines. And then as it went on, um, there were cases in which people had both a landline and a cell phone. And they'd be like, mm -hmm. oh, well, let me, I'll let you use my cell phone. And then they'll be like pointing to the landline and be like, no, I want that one. <laughs> like, mm, that's weird. Why? <laughs> Why can't you just call her? If that's all you need is to call for help, why can't you just do it out here? It's fine. <laughs> Pretty weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then... Um, some have asked if they could wait inside until their parents come to get them. Like, mm. somehow their parents already know that they're there at this random house in the middle of the night. And they want to come inside and stay there for their parents. Very, yeah. very weird. Because I keep forgetting. So this is the middle of the night where they're just like, with that rhythmic knock. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, hey, can I wait here till my parents come here? Like... I don't want your parents in my fucking house either, you little creep. Yeah, like, I, I'm sorry, you're adorable, but let's not do this because how did you get here? Why are you here? Why do your parents know that you're here? I don't know you. Like, It's not, you know, it's not connecting. It's not something socially that humans do. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just, you know, to clue you in on that <laughs> in case you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, they've also asked to come in and use the bathroom, which again, why are you walking around at night and why instead of going to like a gas station or something, have you chosen to go to a person's home and wake them up to come in and use the bathroom? Right. Just go nature potty. Exactly. Just, you know, don't get anybody else involved. <laughs> right. Oh my God. 
I can't believe I'm going to tell this story, but <laughs> it may or may not get cut. But uh, last weekend, uh, we were on a float trip, and it ended up pouring down rain. like, And it was like thunder and lightning and everything. And we were in a metal canoe. And um, Zach and I, like, we got separated from our group. And we went on uh, land, and we, we jumped up into the woods. And I was like, oh, God, I really have to pee. And then luckily nobody else was around. And I was I had happened to see a TikTok where it said, like, <laughs> how women can pee in the woods and I did it and I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> I didn't get pee on anything. I was able to. <laughs> so, okay, this is what I do. Well, I can either, if I'm wearing pants, mm-hmm. um, you can pull only one leg out and mm-hmm. then like move the whole bunch over to like all the way to the left and then you squat and then you go. Mm-hmm. Or you just kind of pull it all forward at like the crotch area you just pull it forward and you then you balance backwards it does require um a lot of of um, muscle control in your glutes what i did was i put <laughs> one foot on a tree and mm-hmm. um i put i um like uh like kind of lunged on my on my back leg and so mm-hmm. i like leaned forward and then i had this you know my leg up on the tree and so then i didn't pee on it <laughs> and I was yeah. so proud of myself. I was like, finally, I'm able to be in the woods like a man. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know why they couldn't do it. It's still hard to pee off a bridge, though, for us ladies. Which <sighs> no. is kind of a bummer. So that's when you just knock on a stranger's door and say, excuse me, I cannot pee off the bridge. Can I pee in your toilet? I suppose. But again, if we're assuming residential areas, we're assuming that, you know, there's a gas station nearby or something. If you're already walking around at night, especially in an area like this, you're assumed to have either been walking from a house that you where you mm-hmm. know somebody or you are walking to a house where you know somebody and that's where you would, you know, go potty. Or mm-hmm. again, there's got to be something nearby that's open that will let you go. <laughs> Or just go in the woods. <laughs> or just pee your pants like a regular child. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Weirder still, some have <laughs> asked to sleep on the couch. <gasps> They're like, can I come in and rest on your couch? Kind of thing. Like, like they'll, you know, they're trying to get inside and everything. Can I warm up? Can I come sleep on your couch until, you know, and people are like, no. You cannot. Like, who are you and what are you doing? Like, the thing that sucks is that they're children. So you feel sympathy for them. Why is this poor defenseless child outside? But they're not answering your questions. They just Mm -mm. keep demanding to be let inside. Everybody's feeling weird about this, despite this trance that they may or may not be in. So Mm -hmm. once again, why is it that they are almost human, but not quite? (laughs) oh uncanny valley yup all right um another encounter um some kids asked to be let inside but um they were knocking on the third floor balcony door to somebody's (gasps) house Ew, they floated like the vampire in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, not the series. <laughs> yeah, so she like walked, the, the lady that told the story, she was like walking into her her apartment or whatever, and then she heard a knock at the balcony door and like freaked out, and there were kids Mm-mm. there, and she's like, what, are, what, what are you doing? And she like wouldn't let them in, and she went to go like call 
somebody to be like, can you please come help me? These kids somehow ended up on my balcony. I don't know what to do. I don't, I don't know. The local kid wrangler. Yeah, you know, you know that. <laughs> we all know the local kid wrangler. <laughs> Once you turn 18, you get the number. <laughs> but, um, like, you know, the cops. <laughs> um, and so they, um, they, when she went back, they were gone. Mm-mm. No, no, yeah, okay. I'm getting to the extremely weird stuff. Two more. Okay. One asked, may we use your telegraph? <gasps> yeah. That It's been so long. Like, not even... Okay, do you think it'd be weirder if they were like, let me use your telegraph or let me use your fax machine? <laughs> like, which one would be weirder? <laughs> I don't know because I'd be like... What kind of documents are you faxing, child? It's the middle of the night. Go home. And of course, I don't have one. It's scanners now, stupid. Bye. No. But I think the telegraph one, it's just like, in in some cases, it could be like, did you mean telephone? Like, oh, yeah. Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. And but also just the fact that they came in and they said telegraph, because that's strange enough. Just so saying old. that. That's so what if a fax machine also. Like, I bet mm-hmm. most, like, 8 to 16-year-olds don't know what a fax machine is. Yeah, exactly. Like, what? <laughs> so, um, the last one that I have mm-hmm. is um, – I'll, I'll set the scene a little bit for it. This teenager kept trying to ask to come in. And he was eating an apple. And the guy was like, no, you mm-hmm. cannot come in. And first of all, he didn't even know how he got in there because his gate was locked. And he's like, how did you get through the front gate? And he just kept saying, can I come in? Can I come in? And it's cold. I want to warm up. And he's like, no, you can't. I need you to leave. And this one was daytime. Um, but it was like a weird, okay. like it was like morning or something. And he's eating this apple. Well, obviously, because he was eating an apple. Mm-hmm. And he goes, can I at least have some ketchup for my apple? No. For ketchup on for, for his apple, and then so and this was one of those cases in which um, the other person that was home was like, "I thought you were talking to yourself." They both ended up leaving at some point in the day, and when they came back, there was a half-eaten apple lying on the ground. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and of course, this child, this teenager, had black eyes. Ketchup for their apple. What? I don't. I don't. Oh. You know, if I were to say, like, oh, they're like, I want your soul, you'd be like, oh, okay, of course, like, everyone's... Right. Like, oh, that's... But, like, oh, you're trying I- to scare me, but then it's like, the, and then you said, can I have ketchup for my apple? It's like, wh- what? Okay, so you know how fast food restaurants have started, like, with Happy Meals and stuff, the, they offer apple slices mm-hmm. instead of french fries now? So here's here's what I think that is, is this otherworldly thing or whatever was trying to be like a kid and isn't really a kid. I don't know yet because you haven't told me, but they noticed that like, oh, these, they saw both French fries with ketchup and then like now apple slices and they just kind of conflated them to being the same thing. And so like, oh, you must eat ketchup with your apple slices. Another thing that I was kind of thinking of too is that like, you always hear that kids love ketchup. You are just kind of assuming that ketchup will go on anything because kids like it. Kids also really like boogers. Can you imagine if he's like, can I get some boogers for my apple slices? 
<laughs> well, they weren't slices. There was a whole apple. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Never mind. Then, well, that, then that doesn't make any sense. So no. I, gosh, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> so if for whatever reason you decide to let these intruders into your home, you may face unintended consequences. Some have reported feeling drained, extended anxiety, and in one case in particular, well, let me just share the whole story. An elderly gentleman heard a knock at his door, and two children were standing there, one boy, one girl. They stared at the ground and said their parents would be here soon, and asked if they could come inside to wait for them. After some hesitation, the elderly man and his wife agreed to let them in. They offered the kids a place to sit on the couch, and they began to talk to the kids. But they didn't respond. The elderly lady went to make the kids some hot cocoa. But when she returned, she noticed that one of their cats appeared angry at the children, (gasps) hissing and a little scared almost. They asked the lady if they could use the restroom, looking up at her with their black eyes. Shocked, the lady showed them where the restroom was, and both kids walked in. Now confused, she walked back to the living room to ask her husband if he had seen their eyes. Her husband, who had been covering his face with his hands, looked up at her and lowered his hands. They were cupped with blood from a nosebleed. (gasps) Suddenly, the power went out. Mm -mm. The lady rushed down the hall towards the bathroom and heard the kids say in unison, Our parents are here. No, I hate anything in unison. Both kids walked through the front door without closing it behind them. The lady looked after (sighs) them and saw a car in the driveway with two tall, gaunt men beside it. Progressive parenting. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's good, at least. (laughs) She attempted to wave at them, but they ignored her. Everyone got in the car and drove off. After they had disappeared from sight, the lights came back on in the house. However, the strangeness continued. The couple had four cats, but three of them have gone missing. And the fourth was sadly found dead in a pool of its own blood. (gasps) Kitties! The gentleman's nosebleeds persisted, and eventually he went to the doctor for it. That's where he was diagnosed with aggressive skin cancer. Luckily, he was able to survive. Oh, good. But that is what could happen if you let these children into your home. Oh. (laughs) In some cases, people have even said that they have followed them or they've seen them again. I just hate stories like this because they're like, oh, don't be nice to anybody. Don't extend mm-hmm. any kindness unless you want your cats to die and you want skin cancer and no yeah. thin mints. I know, right? I don't know which is worse. <laughs> <laughs> but again, yeah, and it's one of those things. So it's like, you know, you can kind of go either way with things. Like you can either be like erring so much on the side of caution that you don't let strangers into your home. But then you're also risking not helping somebody in need. But mm-hmm. again, what's weird about these kids, it's like, how, how did their parents know to come to this address? Mm-hmm. What's happening here? Why did they both go into the bathroom at the same time just for their parents to show up? Yeah. 
Uh, I don't even think they drank the hot cocoa. <laughs> That's suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, isn't that, oh, it's so weird. And, like, if you do any kind of, you know, look into the black-eyed kids, you really start to hear the same stories. Like, the really good ones are the ones that they say often. And um, a lot of these stories have a similar structure with what with what I explained earlier about kids usually traveling in pairs, usually knocking on weird times of the night and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, in some cases there are some deviations, but um, this is really an American kind of um, folklore. Is so it? This, this particular notion of, of the black-eyed kids. So obviously other cultures have different theories about things with black eyes or stories with things about black eyes and but of course americans had to have the one where it's like is this the excuse not to help children right i know but (laughs) i'm gonna get into the theories in just a second but i want to tell one more story before i do um and so this one comes from brian bethel and this is said to be like the original Black Eyed Kids story. The audiobook that I listened to where I got pretty much all of my information from is called The Chilling True Terror of the Black Eyed Kids by G. Michael Vasey. And Vasey has a website called myhauntedlife2.com. And two is T-O-O. It's where people can post, you know, these are some stories that um, some haunted things or creepy things and all of that. And they share everything there. And Brian Bethel's was the first one shared. And then suddenly people were like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know other people had seen these kids. So I'm going to tell you Brian Bethel's story. This happened uh, in the 90s. Um, and you'll you'll know why in just a moment. <laughs> well, this is the best decade. Um, but there have been reports of um, seeing... Not necessarily black-eyed kids, but black-eyed humans um, as far back as the 70s. The 1970s? The 1970s, yes. So it's still, I mean, even back to the 70s, it's still a relatively new kind of uh, folklore. So Brian was sitting in his car outside of a movie theater, and it was actually... I bet, wait, you said this is in the 90s? Yeah. Could he have been waiting to see Air Bud? <laughs> no. So... Uh- Space Jam, maybe. <laughs> so he was. What he was actually doing was going to pay his internet bill. Oh, adorable! <laughs> With a check, you know. It's, oh, oh my gosh, God. I love it. So, but it just happened to be next to this movie theater, and so okay. he is getting his documents together to to go up and and deposit his check and everything. When suddenly there is a tap on his window. Nope. Was it rhythmic? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but he looks up, and there are these two boys standing there. And he can't really see them. But they're like, Mr., we came up here to see Mortal Kombat. <laughs> 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 but we forgot our money. Can you give us Aww. a ride to our house so we can get our money and come back and see the movie. And Brian looks up at the marquee and he notices mm-hmm. that the last showing of Mortal Kombat 
was halfway through. And the, these kids, they show up late with no money, but now they want him to give them a ride home to come pay for a movie that they're not even going to be able to see. Mm-mm. So he's starting to feel very anxious. And the kids are, are just speaking in a strange way. They say, don't worry, we're not going to hurt you or anything. We just want to go get our money. And then they started getting like aggressive. Listen, we're not going to hurt you. We're not going to hurt you. We just want to go home and get our money and see the movie. And he's like freaking out. Like, why are these kids yelling at me? I didn't say anything, but like, <laughs> he thinks they don't protest too much, you know? Like, <laughs> now they're like screaming at me that they're not going to hurt me. And I never said anything like that. And then suddenly at some point he notices from the light Coming off of the marquee, he can see their faces a little bit more clearly, and they have black eyes. And he just nopes on out of there. And <laughs> did one of the kids yell, finish him? <laughs> Not on this account, but the one, one thing that I did read, because he did have like a bunch of follow-up questions, and he answered them. And it was like, uh-huh. people were like, did you ever pay your internet bill? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I went up the next day (laughs) after the kids were gone, you know. So, oh, my God, what if he was too scared and then he never joined the Internet and now he doesn't even know? Exactly. He wasn't able to to start this um, this whole phenomenon of, of actually posting these things and having people see it and be like, oh, my gosh. That happened to me as well. So that is the the story that people hear about a lot, again, because he was kind of the forefront of it. And he's even said, um, like, man, I wish I were making it up, but it's just so creepy. And he's like, I've gone back to that theater. I've looked, at, you know, at everything. Like, there's nothing that, you know, would have been making it so that their eyes might appear black for no reason. Like, I saw it. And that's... I wish it was fake, but it's not kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And I guess really quick, I'll tell another car story. Okay. This one really freaked me out because they came up to this couple and, you know, at first the wife immediately saw and was like, "Uh, oh, my God, I'm freaking out. The husband didn't see their eyes at first. um, And so he was just like, you know, kind of nonchalantly ignoring them and, you know, just dismissing them with words and because they kept asking for a ride and everything. And he's like, "Mm, we'll just take the subway, whatever. (laughs) Like he's not (laughs) really caring. And then he turns around and he sees them and he sees their eyes and he's starting to feel like freaked out. And they're saying, like, we need you to take us to this address. And they were, like, naming an address. And it was, you know, really, really creepy that they're saying this one particular address. And they're telling the kids, like, no, you need to leave. You need to leave. And they run it because they were at a restaurant and they run into the restaurant. Wait, was the address, like, 666 Cannibal Lane? It was not. But. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> What's weird about it is that later on he did see the kids outside of his car again, and he thought it was very, very strange, obviously, and they were asking about the address again, and later on they were looking to move. The couple was looking to move, and the real estate agent said, oh, I have a place that we can go to. No, no, and it was that address. It's six 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 Cannibal Lane. 
and they're like, no, that's what the kids were. They they were like, we are not going to that address. That is not on the table. We're not doing it. And it's like, what? (laughs) Oh my gosh. So that, you know, it's so creepy. The fact that, you know, there was evidence like they know where they're going to be it's oh it's so weird why why is that happening so yeah pretty weird pretty weird stuff yeah um there's so many other stories um that i could tell but i'm sure everybody's wondering what what the fuck they are what's going on here (laughs) i have no idea so um i'm gonna try my best to enlighten you on some of the theories thank you (laughs) So, obviously, we have more of the mundane one. It's just pranksters. It's kids that have put black contacts in and are acting really weird and going up to people and freaking them out. And then now that this has been something that caught on in the Internet, then more kids are doing it. You could Mm -hmm. say that. (laughs) But I wouldn't. No, that's that just doesn't. Because kids are, uh, I, I feel like they couldn't be that convincing. Right. You know, uniformly. Yeah, I mean, because we all remember in 2016 when everybody started dressing up as clowns. Oh, God, remember that time? But they were doing violent stuff. Some were. Some were just, like, running at people. Some were just standing. You know, it really depended on what was happening. And I liked it because people were theorizing. They were like, oh, it's a viral marketing campaign for Rob Zombie's new movie. Oh, for it. Or something. Yeah, or, um, or for mm-hmm. it and all that. But it wasn't. People just did it. And since, um, you know, it was just copycats after that. But they were like adults or at least older teenagers. Like when, when that was happening, I was in school in Kirksville, Missouri. And we uh, did have a couple of clown sightings. And, of course, they were college kids. and or No, actually, they were high school kids. And they got caught. And they were like, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, immediately cracked. <laughs> but, I mean, there's no, there's nothing illegal with walking around like a clown. Well, I mean, they were, like, stalking. They were following people. They're, you know, stuff like that. And oh. so, like, you know, they're walking around or coming up to people and approaching them. And so it's like, you know, they're causing a disturbance. Menacing. Uh, I don't think they would have gotten in that much trouble anyway. But, you know, of course, you're getting confronted by a police officer. And you're like, oh, my God, this break got so out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, people have tried calling the police on um, black-eyed kids, and they're either gone before the police show up, or the you know the police just don't take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Like you said, though, I don't think a kid would be able to pull it off, especially like there's more than one kid, and they're between the ages of six and sixteen. Like I've never seen a six-year-old that can convincingly act without coaching, you know. <laughs> right. I haven't been duped by a six-year-old yet. <laughs> <laughs> Any six-year-olds listening, you can take that as a challenge. Goodness. I hope, okay, please, I hope there are no six-year-olds listening. We are not appropriate for six-year-olds. <laughs> but uh, if anybody has a six-year-old and they want to try and dupe me, sure, that's fine. <laughs> but the second I start asking questions, they're going to crack. They're going to like a quesadilla. Oh, yeah. Unlike these kids that, like, were just silent and didn't say anything. Like, geez, that's, oh, gross. So, um, you know, that's that's the one prevailing theory that a lot of people have. I mean, aside from the fact that it's possible everybody's just a liar. Right. <laughs> because this really picked up steam around when the internet was a thing. Yeah. People are thinking it, it might just be a creepy pasta. But people are wrong because it's real. <laughs> this is happening, guys. <laughs> Another 
possibility is that these kids are practitioners of dark magic. Yes. All right, get it, kids. Yeah. So, you know, they're just uh, you witches and wizards, and they are tapping into the dark side of magic, and that's why they've got these black eyes, and, and they're just, they're weird. <laughs> so, mm, that one I don't really like as much um, because it doesn't explain all of their weird behavior. I mean, it explains yeah. how they got into some weird places, but it doesn't necessarily explain... All of it, especially with the story where the parents showed up. I mean, there's just a lot of of strange things happening. Yeah. So that's another one, but we're going to move past it. Another theory is that these kids are actually just ghosts. So they're spirits that are coming up with some unfinished business. So that would make a lot of sense for the kids that are asking for the telegraph. You know, it's uh, it's been a long time, and they think mm-hmm. that a telegraph is still something that people use. Um, their eyes are black because they're dead, and sometimes you won't even see footprints. Like if there's snow or like some you know mud or rain outside, you don't see their footprints, even though you saw them standing there. Or mm-hmm. um, you looked through the peephole and you saw a pair of black eyes staring back at you. <laughs> there's no <laughs> footprints for some of them. But for others, you can actually see their footprints. And so then that ghost Hmm. theory is kind of iffy. Well, it could be like the movie Ghost, though, where some ghosts can manipulate the physical world and some can't. Yeah. You know, it it just kind of makes you think about, you know, ghost logic, I guess. (laughs) Like, what are the rules of ghosts? Like, are they um, are they here for unfinished business? Why are they haunting this one particular area? Like, why are they coming up to a car? What's going on? And, you know, even the fact that they're dressed weird sometimes, but really just in the sense that they're not wearing a coat when it should be freezing cold outside and Mm -hmm. they should be really cold. Once again, it's it's kind of hard to tell where do we draw the line. Like, it doesn't necessarily explain all of it. Uh, another theory that people have, and remember how I said, you know, they have to ask for permission to come inside, and they make it very clear? Yeah. Guess who else does that? Vampires. That's right. So people are thinking that these are some kind of strange vampires. Maybe you don't see the footprints because they turn into bats and then they uh-huh. appear. That's how they got into these places. They're able to to maneuver around and what? That's so weird. Yeah, um, get up to the third floor bor- balcony. The borkany. <laughs> third floor borkany. Borkany. The borkany. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe they're a little socially awkward because... They're vampires that are used to being inside all the time. And yeah. on top of that, they're coming at weird times of the night where there's no sun. Ah. So, and they're pale, all of that stuff. Um, nobody really mentions teeth for these kids, just the black eyes um, and then the weird things that they say. Um, but again, a lot of times they're looking down or they're trying to hide themselves in some way or another, but they really want to come inside. And that's the big thing. Mm-hmm. So any thoughts on the vampire theory? Um, I mean, it doesn't suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a bloody good theory. I was just going to say that. <laughs> oh, man. We are, like, the same person. <laughs> nuts. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's 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 one uh, explanation. It, it makes some sense based on mm-hmm. the criteria that was set up. Another one 
that people like to latch onto for the Black Eyed Kids is that they are demons, literal demons. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, once again, this kind of ties into bringing it to other cultures. Um, so a lot of times, like I mentioned earlier with the visual shorthand, is you'll see black eyes to show demonic possession. In some cases, too, demons appear and they've got their black eyes. And whether or not you've seen a demon in person, I mean, that's up to you. I, I, I can't I can't speak on everybody's demon experiences and encounters. <laughs> um, but again, a lot of times they're associated with this black eye you know, phenomenon. So whether or not it's just to express like our anxieties of of things that look similar but not quite like us. Demons are often black-eyed. <laughs> now as far as, you know, how they how they get there, I mean, once again, it's like the ghosts. We have to know a little bit more about demons themselves. Like what does this mean? Why <laughs> mm-hmm. why sometimes they're coming up and uh, like they show up or appear? Why sometimes you see them coming? Like what's going on with this? So <laughs> that one is just Again, another very popular one, but I don't understand why the vampire and demon ones are so popular when there's this last one. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Remember how I said black-eyed kids are usually an American kind of thing? Yes. You know, we've we've had an episode on a little something called Area 51. Mm, yes, I do vaguely remember that. Yes. Vaguely. Yes. yes. So, if you recall, Area 51 may or may not be a place where they are housing aliens because they may or may not have crashed there. So, <laughs> the fact that um, these aliens would be in Area 51... And have had time, perhaps, to procreate with humans and possibly let some children grow up (laughs) Uh, for this time. Then (laughs) we might have an explanation. So I'm going to get into this one because it is so compelling to me and I adore it. So um, the theory is positing that... It's hard because we haven't talked about the greys yet. Right. But I'm sure a lot of people know what I mean when I say the greys. Um, they're pretty much the classic alien that you think of. They're gray, they're tall, they're lanky, they got the big heads and those really black eyes. They pick their kids up from your house before killing your cats. Yeah. A lot of people talk about alien abduction stories and all that. They experimented on me, they did this, da 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 So some people are saying maybe any women that were abducted were impregnated and then they ended up giving birth maybe even without knowing it on an alien ship or maybe when they were abducted they were there for however long it takes for that kind of a you know hybrid baby to grow Mm -hmm. and they don't remember it or you know they were time travel brought back at a certain time the possibilities (laughs) are endless this is why this one makes so much sense because you could just fill in the gaps i want to figure out the mathematical equation of calculating the gestation period of an alien human hybrid (laughs) right i i'm very curious too (laughs) so that's kind of what they're saying is that these aliens were here and they had this crazy 
you know, experimentation, and they're trying to infiltrate the human race via these black-eyed individuals. And they're growing and looking like humans, but they still have those black eyes. On top of that, <laughs> another thing that we can consider is, again, if they had maybe harvested some eggs from human women and implanted them with their equivalent of sperm, mm -hmm. I guess, <laughs> whatever DNA that they have, and did all these experiments and were successful in actually carrying these children and uh, or, or creating them, and, and then it happens, and great, now they're growing up, and they've monitored them. They may have given them like the uh the cliff's note version of humanity <laughs> like oh yeah i think they uh like the kids they really like ketchup so like if all else fails just be like can i at least have some ketchup mm -hmm. you know and it doesn't matter what you're holding because they'll be like oh okay i get it and then they'll let you in yeah. <laughs> or um oh yeah so they have this thing it's called the telegraph so knock on the door ask if they can if you could use the telegraph things mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. so it's a gray-washed version uh, of human history. Uh, nice. <laughs> so that's kind of where, where they're thinking this would happen. Now, as far as needing permission to enter, maybe that was like a mission objective. You're not allowed to intrude. You can't oh. barge in. We're trying to make sure that, we'll, that we're infiltrating by gaining their trust. So you have to have permission. And then these kids, because they're kids, don't, don't realize how creepy they sound and how forceful they sound by saying, no, you need to let me in. You need to give me permission. So, you know, again, miscommunication, not actual humans, but resembling humans. So it could explain the the weird behavior. And that's why, you know, they're beamed down or something. And that's why there aren't any footprints. But what were, is it malicious intent or am I just reading it that way because they're creepy with the black eyes and stuff? But no, there was the dead cats thing. And also like apples and ketchup is malicious. That is inherently malicious. Yes. But um, <laughs> I like, you can look at it, again, a number of different ways. Either they are, you know, trying to come in and give people cancer or something, or they don't realize that they're radioactive and they mm. don't realize that being that close to humans could cause oh. them harm or cats could cause them harm. And so they just kind of show up there and then they're like, oh, no, mission failed. <laughs> um, <laughs> we accidentally killed these cats. Uh, we got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and they're calling their parents like, oh, dad, dad, get over here. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, uh. So it could just be they're trying to gather intel or maybe they are trying to, like, abduct these people. Maybe they're trying to bug their houses. Maybe they're marking them. Maybe, you know, it's it's just a, a an experiment to see, does this even work? Is this even something that we could do? So right now, again, based on the fact that these kids have black eyes and that they are not behaving socially the way that kids should, maybe they had to just kind of... 86 this plan and, uh, you know, send them on their way. Or maybe they're getting better at it. Maybe they're figuring out that they could also use contacts. <laughs> maybe they're figuring out other ways around this. Maybe they're starting to actually pay attention to human history and culture <laughs> and social cues and whatnot. Um, and they're just getting better and better. And maybe they've also figured out if I don't come up with an order form for Thin Mints, then I can never gain access. 
We don't know. Not in America. We don't know. Not here. We we just don't know. So uh, that is kind of all tying in with the whole Area 51 thing and the fact that the lady that saw the quote-unquote parents saw tall, gaunt, Grace. you know, Grace, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, and again, people, like, after that, they feel scared and they feel, like, anxious, like somebody's watching them. Like, they never shake that feeling. <gasps> Surveillance. It's almost as if now that house is marked and now they know that's where... To go for this kind of stuff. And then as far as being in the car, maybe that was malicious and they wanted to take them to another location and abduct them. Who knows? Because nobody has ever let these kids into their car. Obviously, like I said, people have let them into their houses and they've experienced weird stuff afterwards. Again, like you would if you encountered a a being from outer space. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or a hybrid being from outer space Mm -hmm. or something that was experimented upon, something that came from Area 51. Maybe there is a lot of radiation there and they don't realize it because they are not affected by it. We don't know, Rachel, but this one sounds the most plausible to me. (laughs) Me too. This is the one I'm on board with. Yeah, I loved this one. And a lot of people were like, no, it's not that. And I'm like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Like... It's especially, yeah, like, I mean, with everything you pointed out, but the fact that, like, the first thing you said when their parents came to pick them up, I was like, oh, those are grays. Yeah. I didn't even put the radiation aspect together until you mentioned that, but that totally makes sense, too. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, this part was my favorite theory, and I subscribed to it. I was just so angry, like especially in the book that I was reading, that they were saying that that was, like, the least plausible. And I'm like, screw you, it's the most plausible. Yeah. Like, I don't like the I don't like the demon one as much because I would like to think that they are separate, you know? Demons are one thing and then black eyed kids are another. That's why we really only see them here. And um because some of the stories that they have told from um other countries, it's like the kids are already in the house or uh. something. Yeah, very creepy. So that makes me think demon. But like having to like knock on the door and ask for permission, like, you know, that vampire thing. But also I really like the alien human hybrid. But also you like you have to give the devil permission to enter into your heart. Exactly. So that could be like a demon thing, too. So I kind of like the demon thing just because it's really nice and creepy. Yeah. And like to have like little kids or kids being like the demon, which you've always suspected. And then just to have it like, yes, this is how it is. And yeah, I don't know. I just think the alien one is the most fun, too. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't know if you've noticed, I mean, by the amount of episodes that we've done here, I always seem mm-hmm. to subscribe to the alien theory, so... <laughs> well, there's so much we don't know that that's, mm-hmm. it is it's honestly plausible. My favorite part about aliens is that it all just works. <laughs> mm-hmm. No matter what, like, hole you've come up with, there's a there's an explanation with aliens. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and that's I love true. it. I just love it. So <laughs> whatever you believe, these kids do not bring good fortune. <laughs> From the most unassuming explanations of your home being the target for some pranksters to the scariest interpretations of curses and demons, you don't want to encounter these beings. I would assume that most people would rather encounter the black-eyed peas as opposed to the black-eyed kids, but I understand the music is not everyone's cup of tea. (laughs) Since we want to keep you safe from bad omens, Rachel will tell you of yet another one. Hellhounds. Mm -hmm. And Stacey, I've got a feeling tonight's going to be a good night. (laughs) 
<laughs> for hellhounds. For hellhounds, yeah. <laughs> boom, boom, pow, you did it. <laughs> You're in the woods, say, even though multiple podcasts have cautioned against doing this. No, wait, no, wait, you're in a cemetery, say, innocently doing gravestone etchings at night before you even see the glowing red eyes. You feel the chill of evil. It starts at the back of your neck, then crawls into your heart, squeezing until you can't breathe. You only hear the loud pounding of your pulse until a low growl draws your attention to a shadowy figure hunched near a grave. A pair of red glowing eyes blinks back at you. The growl intensifies and you see another set of flaming eyes. The growl is now a snarl. By the time the third set of fiery eyes snaps into focus, you already know that you have met your fate. You have been seen by the guardian of hell, damned for all eternity. I never should have stolen my best friend's apricot face scrub, you think, as shadowy teeth tear into your body and rend it from your soul. No desperate prayer, no surge of atonement, no earnest belief in the ultimate goodness of mankind can save that eternal part of you. It is now in the jaws of a hellhound. Oh, I thought you were going to say Ted Cruz, Josh Holly, and Mitch McConnell. Yes. But <laughs> those were the three pet sets of glowing red eyes. But, okay, but hellhounds, that makes more sense. All right, good. Way to <laughs> take it really dark there, Stacey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I was planning on that and I was like waiting for my moment and I was like, should I do it? I'm doing it. We can cut it out if it's going to be too dark. But we are talking about <laughs> hellhounds. So. so that's them, the hellhounds of the Senate. And it's not a compliment. <laughs> All right, and I guess no, it's hunger. not. <sighs> so like many trends in folklore, tales of scary black demon dogs are told throughout the world. Just like tales of scary white men are also told throughout the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's a serious concentration of these tales in the British Isles for some reason. Um, oh. So we can assume, I guess, that there's a really important hellmouth right around there, which could explain the disaster that's their cuisine and maybe also their colonization habits. Oh, yeah. Actually, that makes like too much sense. <laughs> Welcome I wonder to if that's leave. my catchphrase. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> my personal catchphrase I, I uh, realized recently is, I'm so excited. <laughs> I say that all the time. <laughs> that's and I really, genuinely mean it. <laughs> it's such a cute, like, sweet catchphrase. <laughs> See, I could be cute and sweet even if I bring it down, <laughs> the mood down a little bit. I bring it right back up. That's what yeah. I'm here for. I'm so excited. <laughs> and this makes too much sense. Back to dissing the British. No, wait, sorry. <laughs> We're not here to diss the British. And also, I want to remind um, ourselves that America is not any better. So, Oh, yeah. No, that's why I brought up our um, leadership. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, so, we're aware. We're self-aware. Okay, good. <laughs> Some of us are. <clears throat> so hellhound is a blanket term for the various types of demon dogs 
Um, and apparently senators and congressmen. But there are <laughs> common characteristics, but not a real checklist for what makes a hellhound a hellhound. What I'm trying to say is, unlike literally everything else in life, the hellhound concept is not black or white. Although, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> although the hellhounds themselves are almost always black. Some similarities of the various sightings are they're huge black canine-like creatures with glowing or maybe flaming red eyes. Oh. I know. I like the flame better. Yeah, let's go with that. Okay, flaming <laughs> red eyes. Sometimes they have an unusual amount of heads. Oh, like Cerberus? Cerberus has three heads. Yeah, and so that's like a common one, but they go up to five or more. And then even like zero heads, which would also mean not having the red eyes, I guess. Oh, I hate that. I hate that so much. I know. Decapitated dogs? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, I need to think of a way to bring it back up again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They also have real stinky breath. Oh, same. <laughs> <laughs> the ability to vanish. Oh, same. Yeah, me at parties. Oh, nice. <laughs> and then also they're probably a demon. Same? Yeah, yeah, okay. same. I mean, in the nicest way possible. I'm like a sure. cool demon. Like, like I'd just be like, hey, what's up? Like, I'm a demon. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not going to take your soul or anything. I'm fine. I just, I'm bored. So. I'm just so excited. <laughs> I'm just so excited. <laughs> have you seen Hal? You have to see it. I'm so excited. Let's go. <laughs> I'm so scared. Okay, sorry. They're always at least associated with death. So how can vary, but there's usually something death-like about it. Like maybe they're guardians of the portal to the underworld. Maybe they're hunting ghosts. Maybe they're just a shitty warning that you're about to get flattened by a Volvo. Oof. Or any other vehicle. Or a (laughs) piano perhaps falling from a third-story building. Or an anvil. Or an anvil. Or, uh-huh. um, getting shot from a cannon uh-huh. or other cartoon. <laughs> Wait, those are from cartoons? Oh, um, some of them, yeah. Uh-huh. Like the Volvo one specifically, but <laughs> not the rest. <laughs> I, I have to say really quick, though, uh-huh. um, the thought of these puppers, because uh, I'm a millennial, so I can say that, but <laughs> these, uh, these puppers that are hunting ghosts like it's just so cute to me like how dogs are like hunters and like hunted a pack and it's like ghosts are the things that they're hunting it's just so cute i agree and it's really (laughs) funny that you would say that right there because my next paragraph starts out this way i had a hard time making this scary because dogs are so cute (laughs) (laughs) i'm just imagining like a little hellhound with its nose to the ground going and like, like barking because I found a ghost, <laughs> like like alerting it, like those cadaver dogs, like alerting, like sitting and barking and be uh-huh. like ghost, 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 ghost. Right here. Oh. <laughs> I know, but they're um they're not necessarily supposed to be that cute. <laughs> they're not. They're not. And so this is what I tried to think because we want to be a little bit scared, especially after like. I mean, your your black eyed kids thing made me so scared. And then this is not that scary, but what I think will make it a little bit scary is to remember that the hellhounds are not dogs. They're they're probably demons, and they might even mm-hmm. be taking the shape of a dog to fuck with us because dogs are so cute. So if you want to feel a little scared, you need to be demon forward in your thought process. So okay. demons to the front. Yeah. You guys can't tell, Let's but go. I'm Let's go. But like not, not like the nice demons like 
Like me. <laughs> right, right, right. Not the ones who are just looking for a good time. Yeah. I mean, all demons are probably just looking for a good time. It just depends on your definition of a good time. Fair enough. Okay. But uh, I'm so sorry because we did totally gloss over the fact that you were raising the roof um, yeah. when you said demons to the front. Um, so I apologize for cutting you off on That's that. Okay. Uh, uh, would you like to do it again? <laughs> demons to the front. Yeah, raise the roof. <laughs> <laughs> she still did oh my gosh <laughs> it went on way longer I love it <laughs> one of these days we'll be organized enough to be able to actually record us and, and put us on YouTube or, uh-huh. or make uh, little clips and stuff so um, it'll be a treat you guys once that comes out but <laughs> maybe we'll get some sponsors first <laughs> you can see Stacy's paper towels stop it don't tell them about my paper towels Sorry. <laughs> All right, so back to uh, demons who are coming across as hellhounds. So depictions of the hellhounds are almost as old as depictions of humans themselves. So, yeah, they've been around for a long time. There are three major players in mythology, the Greek Cerberus, the Egyptian Anubis, and the Norse Garmer. So I'm just going to tell you a little tiny bit about all these guys. They're all really cool, interesting. There's not actually very much out there about Garmer, but they're really neat. So I would suggest going, like, doing a deep dive on your own and reading about all of these because they're fun. Yeah, because we're not here for that. No, we're not here. (laughs) It's not our job. Yeah. It's not my job. Wait, it kind of is. See, this is a starting point. Okay, Cerberus is maybe the oldest known hellhand. Although I'm bad with timelines, so I'm not really sure where he stands with like this with Anubis and Garmer. I don't really know. But okay, you would recognize him because he's the dude with the three heads, sometimes actually up to 50 heads, which um, mm. is usually the part that we, <coughs> excuse me, that we focus on. But did you know he's also got a snake for a tail? Oh, no, I didn't. Because um, I grew up watching the very accurate film Hercules. The, mm. the Disney version. Yeah, the documentary. Um, yeah, and um, Cerberus shows up for a little bit, um, but I don't remember a snake tail. Hmm. <laughs> but I do remember them feeding him steak. <laughs> oh, um, that's probably, I'm going to assume that's accurate because Disney always is. So Yes. Um, yeah. Right. I'm wondering, okay. But um, yeah, maybe you they made Hades the... a bad guy, and he definitely was a bad guy. In Greek mythology? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, always, like, always, 100% accurate. Yeah. Um, but so snake tail, but also random snakes coming out of his body. So this mm. is due to having really fucked up parents. And I was like, <gasps> I should make a fucked up parents joke here. But the thing is, is Stacey and I both lucked out and I had like really great parents. So yeah. like, we can't. I don't know. I didn't have I'm anything sorry. out there. I'm sorry to everybody else that had such a shitty childhood. But, uh, we are like the best when it comes to childhoods. I don't know. Yeah. So whoops. <laughs> and, and then I don't want to make fun of oh. anyone else's parents because like that's the situation. You can make fun of your own parents, but you can't make fun of other people's parents. Yeah. Exactly. But we can't even make fun of our own parents. I know. Oh well. Oh well. Well, I guess that's why we don't have snakes coming out of our bodies. Oh. Thanks, yeah. Mom. Thanks, Dad. Aww, thank you, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Mark and Kathy. <laughs> Thanks, Betsy and Everett. Raising the yeah. re- oh. <laughs> Um, So uh, Cerberus's parents were Echidna, mm-hmm. and she was a half-woman, half-snake. Okay. Ooh. 
um, but a bad guy or ba- you know bad woman, bad one. And his dad I was Typhon. Woman. <laughs> <laughs> half woman, half snake. <laughs> um, Typhon was a his dad, and he was a serpentine serpentine giant, and he was really bad guy. Ooh, yeah. So we don't like him. So we he's got half woman, half snake mom, and then a big giant snake dad, and somehow he's a three-headed dog with snake stuff. So I don't know if recessive genes <laughs> were in there somehow or if they function differently in the underworld. Yeah, but I'm s- wondering. That makes sense. Do, we'll do a Punnett square later and see uh, the odds. You, so you are going <laughs> to use precious science. Uh, what? No. That's uh, Wait. magic. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> so Cerberus is known as the Hound of Hades. And his job was to guard the underworld, but not from outsiders. His job was to keep the dead people from escaping. Well, that's bummer. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you could come into hell, but you can't. No leaving. Yeah. <laughs> um, ha- there's, his most famous story is about his uh, death, so I'm not sharing it because I'm no, sorry he's a puppy. <laughs> Well, here, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna change the subject like really quick because um, Ramsey kind of sounds like that because she, even though she doesn't necessarily want people to come in, uh, if we ever want to leave, she gets really upset. Right, <laughs> we want to leave the apartment. She's like, "No, mom and dad, come back." <laughs> and then whenever we come home, she's so excited. She's like, "Yeah, come in." <laughs> and then whenever oh. our families come to visit, like she loses her mind. She's pumped. <laughs> and sometimes it sounds like a growl when dogs are all excited and like especially bigger dogs and it's they're actually yeah. kind of giggling not that i'm saying to ignore a dog's growl don't ever ignore a dog's oh, growl obviously <laughs> but like with ramsey she's like hopping and wagging her tail yeah. and whining as she's growling too so like that's that's different yeah your own <laughs> so dog pretend, you know but yes i'm gonna pretend that like Cerberus is just like bouncing around <laughs> and like so excited stay, when people come into stay. hades and it's like ah! <laughs> like, hi, 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 like wagging his snake tail. <laughs> this snake's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, so Cerberus is a good blame. Okay. As for Anubis, you'd probably recognize him if you saw him too. He's the Egyptian god who's sometimes shown as a human, but with a black dog's head. Mm-hmm. And then this is often referred to as a jackal, not a dog. But mm. he's also sometimes shown in full dog mode. So like a whole dog. Interesting. I feel like I've only seen the humid with, with the dog head. Right. You'd have to probably if you look for Anubis, you probably not full dog mode. They probably say it in another way. But um, <laughs> Anubis dog, you can find it. I do want to uh, Google <laughs> Anubis full dog mode. <laughs> <laughs> See what comes up. That would be good. So... Unlike Cerberus, Anubis wasn't the pet of the god of the underworld. Did I mention that about Cerberus? So he was like Hades. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Hades' little buddy. Yeah. Um, but Anubis isn't the pet. He is the god yeah. um, of the underworld and of death, mummification, embalming, tombs, cemeteries, etc. Yes, king. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why you'll see pictures of him in like the tombs and um, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Anubis did some good stuff too. Like he guided people to the afterlife and he protects tombs, like I said. Mm-hmm. But he was also the guardian of the scales. So mm-hmm. this was a ritual performed after a person died. Their heart was weighed against a white feather, and if their heart was weighed down by a dark deed or two and it outweighed the feather, 
Anubis tossed the whole soul to Crocodile Head herself, Amit. And Amit ate up every bit of that person's soul. Oh, no. Yeah, all for just stealing some face scrub from your friend. Oh, man. We got to let Travis know. (laughs) We got to let him know. He's got a lot to make up for. He does have beautiful skin, so. Then why does he need it? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So the Norse, we're going to go to the Norse. They didn't have much to say about theirs, Garmer, but he's described as a bloodstained guardian of Hell's Gate. Oh, okay. Not to be confused with Hell's Kitchen. Oh, Which is also not a kitchen, (laughs) but a neighborhood in New York. Yeah. Very strange. It's fun. (laughs) Um, And Hell, in this case, is is the name of a woman, um, H-E-L. Oh. Yeah. yeah, so he is the guardian of this woman's gate, but it is it is also kind of an area of the underworld. So Norse mythology handles it a little bit differently. Um, well, isn't it but- kind of the same thing like with um, Greek mythology and Hades? I mean, Hades is the god of the underworld, but they also say you're going to go to Hades. Like, Mm -hmm. I think probably like a translation thing, like going to Hades and then like the underworld Mm -hmm. is is the underworld. But because you're going to Hades, they just kind of assume Hades is the name. Um, Right. I mean, again, I don't I don't know as much about uh, I'm really interested in these religions and whatnot, but I just I don't know as much about it. But um, from what I can tell based on um, religions here, that uh, translation is something that really messes everybody up. So (laughs) it does. And old kings really mess everybody up, yeah. too. Yeah. Old kings. <laughs> old kings. Probably young kings, too. Mm. Uh, so Garmer, of the few things said about him, he's, he's the greatest of all hounds. Oh, the greatest. So, yeah, they were like, Odin's the best god. Um, this person's the best snake. This person's the best whatever. Oh. And then Garmer's the best hound. Oh, good job. So I know. See, he tied, tied for all the hounds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the first sighting of a hellhound, we got to fast forward to the year 1127 uh, to an event known as the Wild Hunt. Ooh, this sounds good. Picture this. Okay. Peterborough, Cambridgeshire, 1127. You have just enjoyed some delicious dick. That's old English for pudding, you sickos. <laughs> and have put out your candles. Then you hear the pounding of hooves, both horse-like and goat-like, as far as you can tell. You peek out the window, and what you see was recorded by a monk. And here's what the monk says happened. Are you following me? This was a monk's recording of somebody else's thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Quote, these hunters were black and large and loathly, and their hounds were all black with wide eyes and ugly, and they rode on black horses and on black bucks. This was seen in the very deer park of the town of Peterborough and in all the woods from the same town to Stamford, and the monks heard the blasts of the horns which they blew in the night. Honest men who kept watch in the night said that it seemed to them there might well have been about 20 or 30 horn blowers. This was seen and heard from when he came there, all that Linton tide right up to Easter. So all of these, these just black, um, everything was black. All the animals they rode on, what they were wearing, their, their dogs with goat hooves or whatever, and they were scary. Mm. And um, this lasted like through all through Lent. 
So, like, however, how long is Lent? A couple weeks? I think so. I'm not Catholic. (laughs) I'm going to give up exercising for Lent. (laughs) I'm just going to give up for Lent. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm bummed. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so excited. (laughs) Okay, right. Really, really quick. Um, So you said the the dogs have hooves? Yeah. Okay, two two comments for that. Uh uh Uh-huh. First, do you know what Uh people mean when they say uh, someone's the goat? Greatest of all time. Yeah. So the fact that uh-huh. the Norse gods said, or the Norse people said that there's the greatest out. Gar- I love Garmer. Garmer is the goat. And then the second thing, I'm just imagining them having to put like hoof shoes on, on the dogs. And you know when dogs put on shoes and then they walk all funny? <laughs> so, okay. I know that's, I mean, that's making it way less scary. I'm so sorry. I keep ruining this by talking about dogs. No, there's no way because they're so cute. I can just imagine. Oh, adorable. (laughs) We're really dipping into the visual medium here. I know. This would have been a great time. Does anybody want to sponsor us so that we can can do this? (laughs) So we can show you what what hellhounds look like when they have to put on little goat hooves. It was so cute. <laughs> so, the, but these people were scared for some reason, and they talked about it for years about how they were so scared to leave their houses. And it would be really scary if out of nowhere, like these things were just like running through your streets, blaring horns, mm-hmm. and they were like demon esque. So that was eleven twenty seven. That's the very briefest of histories of the hellhounds' appearance in mythology, and then the leap into the real world because that was those were eyewitness accounts. Those really happened. Mm -hmm. So now let's take it. Let's talk about the various forms that he takes. Again, it's a global thing. There's a lot. So I just picked on the ones that were really important or that had the coolest names. Okay. That's a good way to pick things. That's how I do everything. So the first one is Black Shuck. The first print citation of Black Shuck is by Reverend E.S. Taylor in 1850. And he wrote... This phantom I have heard many persons in East Norfolk and even Cambridgeshire describe as having seen as a black shaggy dog with fiery eyes and of immense size and who visits churchyards at midnight. So again, he's this British. Why aren't you doing an accent? That was my British accent. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotten so much better, hasn't it? Oh, it has. Yes. <laughs> While tales of Black Shuck abounded since he and his buddies participated in the wild hunt, on one fell Sunday in 1577, he did more than scare people. He did some serious hellhounding. Innocent churchgoers were going to church when suddenly thunder rumbled. The devil, in the form of the black shuck, so don't think of this as a dog. Think of it as the devil himself. The okay. devil crashed through the doors and ran through the sanctuary. A stunned congregation watched as two people kneeling in prayer were killed instantly when the black shuck snapped their necks. Oh. And then the church steeple started to collapse, and the black shuck just strode off, and he scorched the door with his dark flames as he left. And the scorch marks from the black shuck's exit can still be seen to this day. So if you want to see the burns, you can go to the Holy Trinity Church in Blithburg. Let's go. Yeah. And you can look at the scorch marks. But really quick, and, one more thing. Uh-huh. I just think it's so funny that, like, it's awful that people died. But, like, I just, 
imagine like the devil just like sprinting in, <laughs> like breaking <laughs> necks and then running snap, out snap. and everything's <laughs> falling, like not saying a word, just like, <laughs> like coming in, just, like <laughs> fucking shit up and then leaving real fast. Like, dude, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I know. What was that? And like, were they, were, did he go in specifically for these two people? He's like, oh, here's my chance. Mm-hmm. Or like, did they just were they just like happen nearby? To be there, it's like yeah. it's like that he was trying to make a TikTok and like he only had a certain <laughs> amount of time, so he had to like hurry up and do it like real quick so that he can get his clout because <laughs> he's devil needs more clout. <laughs> the devil went down to TikTok. No. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so there is a little ditty that people wrote to commemorate this event. Oh I didn't get the tune for it. We'll make it um, up. <laughs> okay. All down the church in midst of fire, the hellish monster flew. And passing onward to the choir, he many people slew. Ooh. That's a little chipper. I, I went a little chipper for that. Yeah, you did. It but it's okay. We're really bad at this. <laughs> Our tone is not <laughs> um, proper. So, <laughs> or appropriate. <laughs> That's fake believe. Okay, so the next one I chose for his name. Dip. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I Dip. chose to talk about Dip because his name is Dip and it's so adorable. Dip. Dip. Dip, Dip comes from Catalan, which is Eastern Spain mythology. <sighs> the thing about Dip <laughs> is he's definitely evil. Like, a lot of the hellhounds have like, oh, like, maybe... Dip's all bad. No ambiguity here. No, except for the name. So he's an emissary of the devil himself. And that doesn't mean that he's Ben Silverman, who, <laughs> as you know, is the NBC co-chair responsible for taking life starring Damien Lewis off the air. I'll never forgive him for that. None of that made any sense to me. <laughs> it's okay. That's the opposite of my catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> The best show um, ever that was canceled after two seasons. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Anyways, Dip is uh, the emissary of the devil, and he takes pleasure in his missions. Aww. He just loves to suck people's blood. Oh, Is he a vampire? Or a chupacabra, do you think? Oh. I didn't even think about that, and I love El Chupacabra. Tell me more. <laughs> okay. Um, he's, he's typically lame in one leg. Which I guess, Aww. which was interesting, it's a common feature for Catalonian demons. They oh. depict their demons as like uh, being injured or, or maimed in one leg or <gasps> missing a whole leg. Ramsey was injured in one leg. She was lame <gasps> in her leg. Oh my gosh. She's better That now. means you're the devil. Oh. So that's all I have to say about dip. Okay. The Cadejo. And I'm, of course, whiting that up. Sorry. Cadejo is found in Central America. And listeners might want to check out our El Chupacabra episode if you haven't yet and see if you can find any similarities between the two. I bet I can. You probably can. The thing about the Cadejo is there's a good one and a bad one. Mm -hmm. So both of the Cadejos will appear to a lonely night traveler. But the Mm -hmm. good one protects the traveler from harm. And the bad one... Harms them? Kills them. Yeah. Harms them bad. So then the good one's not doing that good of a job. <laughs> yeah, they don't hang out together. Oh, okay. So so they don't necessarily come up at the same time. It's Mm-mm. just that they're around. Okay. Right. Oh, there's oh, some travelers. Oh, do you hear my <laughs> Yeah, <your> <laughs> <laughs> They're going after a traveler. 
They all they sound are. like bad ones, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The lonely, they're coming after the lonely Amazon traveler. Aww. So Cadejos look like big shaggy dogs, only their feet are like goat hooves. Ah! So like most hellhounds, these guys also have burning red eyes, but they can also stand up on their hind legs. Okay. Like El Chupacabra. And they throw punches. Oh, shit. Remember, they've got goat hooves. So I love punches this. Punches would hurt. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't help but think that that's funny. (laughs) I know. I know. So maybe you'll also find this funny. Nope. Oh. (laughs) They've uh also been known to eat newborn babies. No, I don't think that's funny, Rachel. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So we're going to focus on the bad Cadejos because this is supposed to be scary. Oh, yeah. I forgot. The bad Cadejos have three levels of spiciness. Mild, regular, and devil. Oh, Diablo. The mild Cadejo is actually a hybrid cross between a regular Cadejo and a regular dog or maybe oh. an El Chupacabra. Sure. <laughs> so for some reason, this type of Cadejo doesn't bite his victims. All, all he does is he kicks them and pokes them with his snoots. Aww. Ripsy, ripsy boops. He does it so frequently and like without stopping, so maddeningly that it drives his victims insane. Yeah, Ramsey does that to me too. (laughs) So that's all they do. That's adorable. (laughs) Like if I'm eating, she'll like she'll like like boop me because she wants me to feed her what I'm eating, Uh and then she'll get like really upset, like aggressively boop me, and like I'm like trying to eat, and like my fork keeps moving. Yeah. Kadeho, that's but Kadeho I'm behavior. so scared. <laughs> I, what I'm really starting to see here is that my dog sounds like a hellhound, but I love her. Yeah. <laughs> so then we've got the regular Kadeho, and he's super mean. Remember, he's not a dog. Not only does he thoroughly kill people with thorough dismemberment, Oof. but before that, he teases them. Oh, that's just mean. I know. He lets them know for sure that he's following them. So he'll like make little noises or snap twigs and just like make sure that they know that he's there. And then once their terror level is really elevated, he attacks. That's so mean. (laughs) He's a mean demon. And this is just because somebody happened to be alone in the woods. Yes. Lonely travelers. What an asshole. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) The devil Cadejo is also an asshole. Uh, he's the devil. So yeah. we've got a good news, bad news situation with this guy. The good news is he's not the type to chase down innocent bystanders and gobble them up. So unlike the other two, he kind of will leave these lonely travelers alone. But that's only because he's got bigger, eviler plans. Because he's the devil. Um, his hooves are bound with burning chains And so he comes out and he's – we don't really know exactly what he's doing. He's doing his devil stuff. Yeah, as one does. Yeah. If you see him by accident, then something bad is going to happen to you that's going to make you sad. Like maybe a really great television show starring Damian Lewis will get canceled. Oh. Oh. This sounds Mm -hmm. very personal. I probably saw – I probably accidentally saw a devil cadejo. Because I was really sad. Real quick, is it um, inappropriate for me to start calling people Kaday holes? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say no for now, but okay. we might want to look it up and make sure it doesn't mean something else. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then one last thing about the Kadejos 
Uh, they sparkle at night. Oh, like a Twilight vampire. Uh-huh. <laughs> Suck in the blood, Sparky. <laughs> Stephanie Meyer, we're calling you out. Okay, the next one. Okay. Muddy do. Muddy do. I like it. So this is, we're back to Britain. <clears throat> Why are we always there? <laughs> I know. Um, the, guys, it says something about the uh, the information that's available to people out there. Anyway, yeah. okay. So, if you ever visit Peel Castle on the west coast of the Isle of Man, you might find yourself face to snoot with a phantom black dog. <laughs> and then when you bring it up to locals, they might say something like, "Uh, haunting." Oh wait, haunt haunting. Oh yeah, more do 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 that. I don't even know what that was. Was that British? That was something, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike most hellhounds, Monty Dew is the size of a black spaniel, although a large one. So he's not, like, humongous. Okay. Um, But what he did was he just roamed the castle, particularly the passage that led from the castle to the captain of the guard's apartment. And he was seen frequently there by the soldiers who quartered there. And everyone seemed to be living together pretty well. Um, just kind of respecting him and following his rules and using the buddy system. Now, I know we've talked before about the importance of the buddy system. Sure. So here's a here's an example of why you should always use the buddy system. Because one night, a guard went against protocol, ditched the buddy system, went mm. by himself to go lock up the castle gates, and it wasn't even his turn to do this. So oh. just bad decisions. And apparently he'd been drinking. Mm. The devil's juice. The devil's juice. Um, and Mari do do expect due diligence. Oh, wow. So the guards heard, who were still in the room, they heard a few unidentifiable noises from the guard room. And then the buddyless, non-diligent guard burst through the doors, ghostly pale and unable to speak. Oh, God. And he never spoke again. <laughs> But also because he died three days later, and so that's oh. why he never spoke again. But he also died. Oh, wow. For apparently no reason. Oh. So then the passage where the buddyless guard had encountered Mahdi Du was sealed up, and the new passage was constructed. So, I mean, if you don't use the buddy system, you might end up not being able to leave Roanoke because you've you mm-hmm. slept in. um or you could be in the woods alone and that's that's always a bad thing Mm -hmm. or you could encounter a hellhound and then not be able to speak which would be awful for the both of us i mean that's oh gosh but then just drop dead so buddy system yeah i i always have my buddy so the uh last one is i think my favorite so this is the okuri inu and he's a japanese yokai so um, a yokai is a specific type of supernatural being. You can kind of think of it, think of them as maybe demons. But like many of the hounds that I've missioned, Okuri Inu follows travelers at night. Mm, classic. Right. But this, in his case, is not always a bad thing because mm. he's not going to attack you necessarily. And the, he's frightful enough that he keeps the other things that would attack you like geese and hippos, at bay. <laughs> geese and hippos. <laughs> yeah. Where are you walking? <laughs> um, to your mom's house. 
Hey. <laughs> just to say hi because that's your sister. Yeah. <laughs> it's to my sister's house. It doesn't have the same ring. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's the problem with us being related. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we have a weird relationship. <laughs> but well, my it. brother and I uh, used to make your mom jokes all the time and then ah! we'd like crack up about it. I love it. <laughs> you the same mom. <laughs> so... Um, Okuri Inu actually makes a pretty good bodyguard, okay? Because he'll only attack you if you're clumsy. Oh, shit! <laughs> if you trip, then he's, then he's going to gobble you up. Oh, no! So, yeah. so here's the thing that I really like. So you, could, you can sit down and have a snack, and he'd be like, that snack looks yummy. Like, what's that all about? Tell me about your snack. Or you could be like, oh, I'm just going to rest for a second. You can sit down. You can do whatever you want as long as it's not out of clumsiness. So if you sit down, you can have a snack. If you fall down, you become the snack. Oh! (laughs) I already am a snack. Yeah, you're a (laughs) snack. (laughs) But this is like, you're a... um, you're a sweet snack. Aww. This would be a like a bloody snack. Oh. <laughs> bloody snack. Oh, God. Only we're in Japan. Oh, shoot. So, <laughs> we're on a roller coaster here. Yikes. <laughs> so the good news about this, too, is apparently you can fake like it was on purpose. Okay. So if yes. You, like, That's what I always <laughs> do whenever I'm clumsy. Oh, yeah, I meant to do it. Right. So if you sit down all casually like you're just taking a rest, then you could snave your snave. You could save yourself from the snack food fate. So there's a way to do it. Okay. So mm-hmm. as you're falling, you got to say, doko isho, which means something similar to heave ho as you fall. But it's like, oh, I'm doing this to myself. Doko isho. And then that means I'm doing this on purpose. I'm like heaving oh. myself to the ground. Okay. And then like, and then just casually just kind of like. Stretch out and be like, oh, yawn a little yeah. bit. Like, I just need a little rest. Yeah. And then Okuri Inu will leave you alone. <laughs> That's <laughs> Oh, you little trickster, you. <laughs> so to wrap this up, I just wanted to ask, what are they? So hellhounds are most likely exactly that. They are creatures from the underworld taking a break from hellish good times to keep us bitches in line. Mm. It's probably what they are, which is would explain why they're global, why they are seen in different ways, because however we view our hell is how we're going to see our hellhounds. Yeah. There's also a really great, uh, I think it was somebody's a master's degree thesis, I think, and it was, and I will link it in our show notes if you want to read it, but it was all about how um, our link to dogs, like with humans, and how that kind of feeds into hellhound folklore is really cool but um so the other possibilities of what they are if they're not demons and these people could just be seeing dogs and (laughs) especially if they're super tired because remember a lot of them are the lonely traveler at night and so Mm -hmm. when you don't have a best friend to summarize every episode of little house on the prairie as you make a cross-country road trip you might get sleepy enough to mistake a dog for a demon that would make sense And then also people could have just been super drunk when they see a hellhound. Well, we know for sure one person was. Right? (laughs) 
Uh, but oftentimes they're seen at churches and like everyone's hitting communion wine all the time. Like that's why you go to church. Ay. And then <laughs> cemeteries and sad people are drinking all the time. I mean, that's why you go to a cemetery. So sad people are drinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So um, what do you think a hellhound is, dear listeners? Please let us know. You can email us at fakebeliefpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to hear more stories and everything. We're hoping maybe at some point if we get enough listeners and we get enough engagement, maybe we can read your guys' stories. So I would love to see to hear your guys' stories, audience, but also post a picture of your hellhound on social media and tag us in it, please. I would love that. So if you if you want to uh, take a picture of your hellhound and uh, post it to your story, you can tag us at fakebeliefpod on Instagram and we'll totally share it. And we're all excited. We can't wait to see our little hellhound. I know. Um, especially if they're wearing shoes. Oh, my gosh. She's prancing around, stealing souls. Hell puppers. Standing on two legs. Oh, yeah. Oh, goodness. I love it. Okay. We got squeaky there. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, we will be doing that as we view the pictures, but don't worry, we won't post that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this has been so much fun. I'm so excited. And I also want to say <laughs> that this is all 100% real and 100% fake believe. Dear listeners, I'll be honest, I did not write an outro for today's episode. So I hope you weren't too scared of black eyed kids or hellhounds. And I hope you're a little scared because they're probably demons. Also, welcome to fall. Remember, you can find us all over social media. And please take a moment to hit subscribe and rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts. 